Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Good morning, everybody. How are y'all doing? Everybody good? Awesome, awesome. You see all beautiful faces. I don't know why, but everybody looks better after worship, and that's a cool thing. So um, my lovely wife is in the house. Give it up for her. She comes when she can and helps out. And so we got two kids here and two left at home with a babysitter. That's how to split four kids and have a good Sunday right there. So it's good. Hey, we got a huge announcement. Next week we are going to two services. Come on. This is exciting. And uh, again, packed house. We love you. We, we filled it up last week, even in the rainstorm. And man, we're just like, we know we need to do it. We want to make space for more people. It's been a very exciting season of ministry for us. So we're going to have a 10 a.m. and 11.30 a.m., okay? So for all you early risers, 10 a.m. And then all of you that like to like party and stay up late and everything, you have an 11.30. So, but I need everybody's help, okay? Here's what I need you to do. I need you to pick one, invite like two or three people, and come, and we're going to make next week a big party, Okay. So don't, don't stop now, okay? Like, I need you for one more week, okay? Like, come on, let's, let's show up big. Let's blast into two services strong. 10 a.m. and 11.30, we have lots of coffee, lots of snacks. It's going to be an awesome time, and I am excited. So even if you forget and you come at 11, it's okay. Hang around for a second, and 11.30 will get started. I feel like we're safe any way we go, okay? So we're going to two services. Uh, so this morning, though, we're going to continue our Big God series and I got today and I've got next Sunday and then we're done with Big God and we're going to switch into Not So Scary Sunday. Bring the kids in a few weeks. It's a lot of fun. Everybody gets to dress up in their favorite costumes. How many of you are still dressed up? You're like, you're an adult and you still dress up for Halloween. Okay. All right. So you can show up too is whatever you'd like to be. Okay. Um, and so it'll be a fun Sunday um, and it's just, it's always a great time. So we're going we're gonna to have a good, a good few weeks. All right. But today, continuing Big God series. And today I want to talk about Big God and I want to talk about loads of love. Big God, loads of love. And I, and I had Perlene bring these, these bags out here for me this morning. My, my wife is the queen of Amazon, man. Like, like she just, there's stuff showing up at my house all the time. And I'm like, I, where did, where did this come from? Right. And, uh, and she loves Amazon and, and it's like, we have deliveries all the time. Anybody else like that? Like deliveries every day. Okay. And, and so like, I remember we used to live in an apartment complex and you had to time your delivery, right? Because sometimes the boxes would just get legs and like walk off. And, so, and sometimes, sometimes people would come and they would like just slit the box and steal the stuff on the inside and leave the box. And I'm like, well, thank you. At least now I know I've been robbed, you know, like, I guess, thank you. Like, at least I know the box is here. So it was delivered. I just don't have my stuff. And, uh, but, but thankfully we don't have to do that as much now, but, but so, but like you want a time because you want to be there for your delivery. You want to, want to get the things. Remember a couple years ago when everybody had their groceries delivered to their front door. Right, everybody's the groceries are coming in. Everything's delivered, and you go there. You, you've got you've got these bags outside, and the last thing you want to do is have your bags sit outside in July or August when they're delivered, and your ice cream is melting rapidly. Right, like like when the delivery comes, you want to open the door, you want to be there, you want to receive the delivery, and and I just was thinking about this this concept this week, and I thought, man, God has made the biggest deposit in your life ever in Jesus Christ. You've got the biggest download, delivery, drop-off of love ever. And for, for many, it's just sitting right outside. And the, the groceries don't do any good sitting outside, right? Like, I have to open the door and bring the delivery on home for me to benefit 
from everything that they have to offer. I think that's why the Bible says Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. He just stands at the door and, and he knocks for those that would open the door and let his love in. There is a deposit, there is a massive delivery of love in your life and it's just sitting right outside. And some have already gotten there and some maybe are like, well, what are you talking about today? Let me explain a little bit more. I want to read 1 John chapter 4 from the message this morning. And he says, my beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. And this is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we once upon a time love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. My dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. No one has seen God ever, but if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us and his love becomes complete in us. Perfect love or mature love. I love this kind of quote from Wayne Grudem. He was a systematic theologian or is a systematic theologian. And he said, God's love means that God eternally gives of himself to others. This definition understands love as self-giving for the benefit of others. This attribute of God shows that it is part of his nature to give of himself in order to bring about blessing and good for others. Now, some of you, I think, probably have this concept down really, really well. Some of you are here this morning, you're like, I get that God loves me. I live in the love of God. I'm thinking about the love of God. I'm doing life from the love of God. You know, I, it changes the way that I view him. It changes the way I view others. I'm in the love of God. I'm not perfect, but I'm growing and, and deeper in the love of God. For some of you this morning, you probably have a hard time with the concept that God loves you. And, and probably for different reasons. I, I, I would say some of us this morning, you have a hard time thinking that a perfect God would love you because of the things that you've done, right? You, the mistakes you've made or the sins you've committed, you think perhaps that how could a perfect loving God love me because of all the wrong things that I have done? Let me talk about that for a moment. How many of you in here today, if, if you're a Christ follower, you would just say that, yeah, I know that the Father loves Jesus the Son. Would you just raise your hand? Like you understand the concept, the Father loves Jesus. The, the son, okay? Let, let, let me help you out. If you're a follower of Christ this morning, you've been made new, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I, I love this term, hidden, okay? And when your father looks at you, he sees his son first. And your mistakes get overshadowed by the success of Jesus. Your failure gets lost in his righteousness, and your sins are removed by his sacrifice. It's if one child is standing in front of the other, and when I look at one, I see the other one completely and wholly first, right? Because they're just bigger, they're in the way. Can I tell you this morning that Jesus is in the way of your sins, he's in the way of your mistakes, he's in the way of your past, and when the Father looks at you, he sees Jesus first. And that's good news. That's good news. Because you and I get lost in his greatness and his success, 
And your failures will never be able to outdo his success. This is why we just receive it by faith. We just take it by faith, what he has done for us. And so the Father looks at you this morning with love and joy because he sees Jesus first. Some of you this morning, I I would dare to say that you doubt the love of God um, because you've been through difficult times. We all go through hard times, trials, pain. And in our pain, pain is disorienting. Pain really is. Pain is disorienting. When your soul is in pain, you can't see straight. This is why hurt people hurt people, right? Like it's just, it's, it, you're in pain. You don't see straight anymore. You can't quite conceptualize things correctly anymore because you're in pain. And so, and so the, those of us that have gone through trials and we've gone through hard times and you're in pain, it's hard to conceptualize that there is a good, loving, heavenly father because I'm currently in pain. In fact, Paul directly talks to this in Romans 8. Those of you that are going through a hard time and you're in pain, he says this, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted, hungry, destitute, in danger or threatened with death? He says, no, in sake, all day long, we're, we're slain and we're like sheep to the slaughter. He said, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Look at verse 38. I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from Christ's love, neither death nor life, angels nor demons, fears for today, worries about tomorrow, the powers of hell, right? No power in the sky, no power below, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's true in the night seasons, I can't feel the warmth of the sun, but that doesn't mean the sun has ceased to exist. There are times in your life, yes, you don't feel the love of God. You don't feel the presence of God. You don't feel necessarily close to God. You're in pain. You're going through a trial. You're grinding something out. It's just been a real challenge. Hang on a few hours more because the morning is coming. The sun is coming up. It's coming around the corner. Hang on. Sometimes we've all gone through those seasons of pain. And when I'm in pain, I have to remind myself diligently, my father loves me and he's not going to leave me in the night season. The morning is coming. You and I serve a God of resurrection power. He's good at resurrection. Just when you think you and I, we think it's over, we think we're done, we think we've lost, we think the marriage is over, we think we're whatever, it's like he can show up and all of a sudden all the warmth and all the light and everything that makes things grow comes back into our life and it's like, I made it through the season. But dark times don't separate you from the love of God. And when do you need to be reminded of that? When you're in a dark time. You need to be reminded this morning. If you're in pain, you need to be reminded he loves you and he loves you right now. Now, even if it doesn't look good, he's there. He's present. He loves you. Others of you, maybe this morning, the love has grown a little cold because you're so offended. You've gone through some church hurt. Maybe somebody else, an offense has grown in your heart, and it's really wrecking your spiritual life and your spiritual health, and it's causing you to separate from the love of God. I've been there a couple times in my life where people offended me, and it hurt, and I had to get through it. I had to process through it and it gets in our way. I love this quote. I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again because we, we forget. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. I love that quote. When you and I forgive, we're not so much setting them free as, as much as we're setting ourselves free. 
Reconciliation requires two people, right? It requires repentance and forgiveness, but forgiveness requires just one. You and God forgive. And when I forgive, I get free. I say, hey, what that that person did to me, it's not that it wasn't real, it's not that it wasn't painful, it's not that it wasn't wrong, but I, I choose to believe that what Christ did for me on the cross means more to me than what they did to me, and I will set them free. This morning, if you choose to walk away from offense and you choose to forgive, you will experience the love of God invading your soul again. He's waiting for you to drop the offense so you can pick up a fresh love. Or it might be something else, right? We're all different. We're complicated. We're complex people. We all have our own hurts, habits, hang-ups, etc., right? But God has his way. And I want to do one more illustration. I don't, don't usually do two illustrations on the same Sunday, but today it just made sense, right? But I want to help some of you see this morning because maybe you've been a believer for a little bit. And, uh, you know, and then it's, things have just waned. For whatever reason, things have waned. And when you first got saved, you're like, man, I'm so full of love. I'm so full of joy. I'm so full of passion. I'm so excited about this thing. And then over time, something has waned. And maybe it's the offenses. Maybe it's the church hurt. Maybe it's, you know, something else or whatever it is, right? It just it eroded a little bit, right? So I want to, I want to help us this morning. So the Bible says in Romans 5.5, 5, I want to look at this, right? It says, God has poured into our hearts his love through the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. When you and I begin to follow Christ, one of the first things that happens is the Holy Spirit takes residence. What God begins to do is he begins to pour his love in your heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. For me, when I first got saved, this is one of the most notable things that happened to me in my life. Because before Jesus, I was very selfish. I did not think about other people. I didn't even really care that much about other people, if I hurt them or not, or, you know, I just, I was very self-centered. When I got saved, not that I've been perfect in 20 years, but one of the greatest changes in my life is I began to care about other people. I began to think about other people before I thought about myself. And I have this wildly deep internal thing happening on the inside of me, like, wow, I actually care. I just, I just care, right? And so for me, I have no other statement than to say that the Holy Spirit came in, broke my heart, began to fill me with love, and now it changes the way I look at God, the way I look at my family, the way I look at myself, the way that I, that I look at others, right? So imagine this cup as being our life, and when you and I give our lives to Christ, I'm going to do this without spilling anywhere, hopefully. When you and I give our lives to Christ, one of the first things that God begins to do through the power of the Spirit is he begins to fill your life with love, Right? It begins to fill your life with love. Now, what happens to us in life is, is things, we still go through life. So even though I am filled with life and love, I, I am going through life, and life can be a little painful. It can be a little sharp, like this X-Acto knife, right? Like, like all of a sudden, you can be having a good day. You can be doing some praise and worship. You can be singing to God. You're filled with the Spirit. You're filled with love. Right? And somebody comes along, right? And they tweet something about you. And it's just not a terrible thing, but a nice, that's great. I ripped off the thing. That's awesome. There we go. It's, it's a poke, right? And so you begin to, to get a little poke. And then you get into an argument with your spouse. And then, then your kids start talking, right? <laughs> they just start talking. Oh, yeah. See, that's a big one, right? And then, and then your boss wants something. 
And then your coworkers chime in. Right, so we begin to go through life, even though we're filled with God, we, we start facing life. Here's the thing I've learned about love. Love leaks. Love leaks. And if you rely on just one filling, you end up bleeding out in a sense. And the life that you once did so full of God's life and his love, you start living dry. You start living from an empty place. You, you try to serve from a depleted place instead of an overflowing place. You try to do marriage from a depleted place. You try to do all your relationships from depletion. You're just doing life from empty instead of full. What do I do, pastor? You gotta get back under the source. We look for love and life and so many things, but only one thing fills us with life and love like this, to love overflowing. As long as you're going to leak out, I'm making a mess, right? <laughs> Charity's like, who's going to clean this up, right? Like, but as long as I stay under the source, I've got a flow that I've got to live under. And here's what I found about God. As you go on with Jesus, he'll do something, and he'll start healing your soul so that the words, the comments, the arguments, the, those things don't hurt like they used to, and you begin to do life like this. Now I'm doing marriage from an overflow. I'm loving others from an overflow. I'm doing church from an overflow. Doing friendship from an overflow. Right? I don't get back to that same place of depletion. Every ancient civilization, I love this, was founded by a river. 5,000 years ago, every ancient civilization started from a river. Why? Because life is in the river. You and I have a river flowing from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm still leaking somewhere. I'm just dripping water everywhere. Are you connected to the source? Why were those ancient civilizations founded by the river? They needed the life the river brought. You will always be in need of the life the river of God brings into your life. And when you begin to get filled with the love and life of the Holy Spirit, you begin to think about God differently. You begin to think about others differently. You think about church differently. You think about serving differently. You think about generosity differently. You, you think about people that, that aren't doing so well differently. Everything changes as you are filled with the substance of the life and the love of God. This is one of the great miracles, I think, of salvation. We are transformed by his love. We're transformed by his love. This morning, maybe you're doing life empty Maybe you're doing life with some holes this morning, and I believe God can heal you and, and make you whole. But my main question is, are you under the source? Have you connected to the source? Listen, I, I have really enjoyed the new Lord of the Rings series. I, I've loved, anybody else out there watched it? Anybody else enjoyed that thing? No one has watched the Lord of the Rings series for Amazon? Okay, three of us. Wow, okay. It's, it's great. They spent a billion dollars on it. It's really, really well done. All right? It's really good. Uh, but that won't change my life. So whatever you're listening to, whatever you're watching, yes, it's entertaining and it's fun, but it won't fill you with love. Have you gone to the source? Have you gone to the source? A few things really happen to us as we begin to change. We, we first begin to love God back, and secondly, we begin to love others. 
When I, when I first started in youth ministry years and years ago when I was in Oklahoma, I, had a, I, was, I, I was like maybe three or four weeks in, right? And, uh, and I went to school for Christian ministry, so I was, I was kind of smart up here, but I had no practical wisdom, right? And, uh, and, and knowledge is great. We should all get educated, right? Like, get, get educated. The Bible says something kind of sneaky about knowledge, though. It, knowledge has a tendency to puff up. It kind of makes us proud. So when you start knowing a lot, you think, well, I'm better than everybody else because I know more. That's okay, not true. It's actually not true, okay? Like, just because you know more doesn't mean you're better. It just means you know more about that particular topic, right? And so, so I had some knowledge, but I also had a little bit of pride. And I had a lot of pride, actually, back then. And so as, as I'm ministering through, he said, I had this parent just not like me. And, you know, and it was a little uncalled for. It was a little misunderstanding. But they did not like me. And, man, they were, like, coming at me. And they went to the pastor, and they're complaining about me. And I'm like, what did I even do in four weeks? It's not even that bad. For whatever, they just didn't like me, right, or whatever, okay? And so I remember at the time I was so offended. I was hyper offended, right? Like, I'm like, I'm ready to excommunicate this parent. I'm like, let's kick him out of the youth ministry. We don't need them. Like, I just, I mean, it wasn't that bad. But I was really offended. And I remember my pastor who's been in my life for 17 years. His name's Norman Wilkie. He's been in my life for 17 years. And I remember the love that he showed me, the love that he showed that parent. And that parent was even difficult with him, right? Here's the thing about maturing in God's love. You can still love difficult people. Right? This is how you know you're growing in God's love. If, if they're difficult and you still love them, that's the love of God. Right? Everybody wants to fall in love. The Bible calls us to walk in love. It's this journey, something a little deeper, a little, a little more self-sacrificing, a little more patient, a little more kind. It's, a, it's, it's something different. And, and so I remember the grace and the love that he displayed, and he walked me through it. He walked the student through it, walked them through it. And I just thought, man, I got a lot to learn. Right? I got a lot to learn. We're never going to love like God, but we can grow and we can mature. Let, let me help us as I wind down this morning. We're going to love God back. Right? The Bible says this in 1 John. If we love God, we'll obey his commandments. Right? We're going to do what's pleasing to him. Right? We're going to love God and not the world. 1 John 2. Um, and we're going to do all this because he first loved us. 1 John 4. Wow. We're going to begin to love God back well as we're filled with the love of God. Second, we're going to begin to love others like we love ourselves, right? First uh, John 4, 11, beloved, if God loved us, we also ought to love one another. The Bible says that the only debt I have to you is to love you, right? I owe the bank my mortgage, but I owe you love. That's what the Bible actually says. Like I owe a debt to everybody else to love them. Uh, it's our greatest witness Okay, several places in Scripture, it says, Jesus said, but all people will know that you're my followers if you have love for one another. Can, can I be honest? I probably, when I was younger, I read this and I was like, yeah, whatever. It seems like a very Sunday school answer. Now that I'm older and, and I've watched the chaos of life and I've watched how people treat each other, adults are just toddlers with teeth. Let's be honest. Okay? Like, like we're just toddlers with claws. Like, we are really good at tearing somebody else down. Like, like, come on, we are smart now. Like, we know how to go for someone's jugular, right? Don't we? I mean, we really do. You, you, you get older and you're like, ooh, I can get nasty. Okay, okay. And the Bible is like, listen, everyone will know that you're my followers by the way that you love each other, the way that you treat each other with something real, deep, and mature. It's going to make everybody else go, wow. I, I had a chance to take somebody out for lunch this week. And he's, he's new to our church. And uh, we, had a, we had a good time eating tacos and, and having fun. And, and, he, and he said something. He said, he goes, I, he goes, I haven't been in church in like several years. 
he said, but, he said, I've found that there's no kinder community than a Christian community. And I was like, man, thank you for saying that, because that's not everybody's story. I was like, but we try very hard to walk and to treat people with the love of God. And that impacted him. You could tell that was impacting him. And it was just a great experience. When you and I love each other the way the Bible calls us to love each other, the world sees the difference. Because it is not on Twitter. It is not on social media. It is not out there a lot of places. Can you and I be a loving, kind place? I know we're, we're called to it, right? When, when, uh, when you and I begin to love each other, we are not going to love on each other in our own strength. The Bible says that he gives us the strength and enables us to love other people. God doesn't even expect you to love other people in your own strength. He just wants you to be connected to the river. He wants you connected to the source. He wants to fill you up, right? How do I do this, pastor? When was the last time you've cracked open your Bible? When was the last time you just turned some worship music on on yourself and just for 20 minutes you began to worship and ask God? It begins with a simple step. God, fill me with love by the power of your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I need love because I'm going to choke this person. Jesus, help me. Help me, Jesus. Like, give me love. Fill me with love. And you watch what he does. He'll, he'll begin to do it. Last one. We even love our enemies. Nobody loves their enemies in 2022. Nobody. But you and I are called to it. And when we do, we turn the world upside down through the love of God. Amen? Amen. I'm going to give you an opportunity. I have two questions for you as I, as I close today's teaching. Um, if, if you're leaking out this morning, if, if you're this cup that's, that's leaking everywhere, um, let's get back under the source, okay? Let's get back under the source. And the first question I have for you this morning as we worship, I'm going to give you a few minutes uh, to just kind of take some inventory and worship and talk to God. I wanted to create space today so you could talk to God. Are you loving God well? Are you loving God well this morning? Are you loving God well, right? He's our father, right? And I, and I love it when my kids say thank you. I love it when they hug me, right? I don't mind if they ask me for a bunch of stuff, right? But, but man, I, I do mind if they have an attitude. Let, let's be honest this morning. Take some inventory. Am I using God as a genie this morning, right? Do I forget him all day long and then when I have a hard night, I, I want him to remember me, okay? Like, let's be honest. Are you loving God well? N- number two, are you loving your neighbor well? Are, are you loving your neighbor well? If I could look at your, your tweeting, uh, could I tell that you're a believer? Okay, got really quiet. I know. Okay, like, could I just, like, are, are you loving your neighbor well? Is there an evidence of the love of God in your life? Can I invite you to stand with me really quick as we close today? I'm going to pray for you. We're going to worship together for just two minutes. I want you to soak on these two questions and just kind of give yourself a minute to be with your Father. God, fill me with love. Fill me with love. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. God, I thank you for today's teaching. It's, it's such a profound one because we cannot do the Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's very easy to understand this concept of love. It is very hard to walk it out at times. And so God, today we ask that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. We ask that you would fill us with your love, that there would be an outpouring of the love of God in our lives, that we would love you well and we would love others well. Let's take a minute and just worship together. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing day.